This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Brad Thomas. Today we're going to break down uh, one of my favorite topics, NFL awards, three markets in particular, basically the three markets that are still in flux, and that's Coach of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, and uh, Comeback Player of the Year. But just before we get into those, Brad, are you, are you with me that MVP is done? It's Mahomes. Yeah. DPOY done. Bosa. Uh, D-Roy done. Sauce Gardner. And then offensive player of the year don justin jefferson yeah absolutely those are like home runs you can tell like i feel like the market is telling us that don't even bother putting money elsewhere yep no i'm with you there i think yeah sure if uh if patrick mahomes loses as a two touchdown favorite uh (laughs) to the denver broncos and jalen hurts miraculously comes back and throws for four touchdowns to clinch the one seed against the saints sure then jalen hurts might win mvp but barring that kind of strangeness. I think those four awards are very likely done. So let's get into Coach of the Year, which is very much in flux. For a while, it's looked like Nick Sirianni had this sewed up, but I think losing to Dallas and the run that San Francisco is on at the moment has really opened the door there. So I'll, uh, I'll give you my handicap in a second, Brad, but what do you make of Sirianni being minus 170, Carl Shanahan plus 200, and then Doug Peterson and Brian Dayball, kind of the long shots? Yeah, so I was interested in Shanahan a little bit when when Jalen Hurts went down, but I didn't really believe that people were going to say that loaded offense, that loaded defense was going to award or gift a coach, the coach of the year in Kyle Shanahan. Um, But I mean, the market is pretty much suggesting that it's any man's race with Sirianni only being minus 170 and Shanahan being plus 200. And the way it looks now, I mean, the Giants are going to play their last, I mean, excuse me, the the Eagles are going to play their last two games probably without Jalen Hurts, which means they could lose both or lose one. And if the 49ers continue to win, especially with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, then why would he not win coach of the year? Because he's, it's not that he, he, he was gifted this loaded team. Yes, we know that. But it's he's done so much through adversity. Any coach could go through there and they could throw in the towel and say, oh, man, we lost our starting quarterback. He's done. We lost our project quarterback in Trey Lance. He's done. We're done. We're going to Brock Purdy. We're just going to play it safe. But no, it just shows you how smart of a coach he is. 
because he always puts Brock Purdy in situations for success. Yep, I'm with you there. Actually, I make Shanahan favorite in this market. I think okay. it's wrong. I think it's not necessarily flipped, but I would make Shanahan plus 110. I'd make Sirianni plus 120. And then Brian Dayball is the only other guy who I think is any chance really at plus 1500. I think Doug Peterson, like but the Jags have got eight losses. Like it's a great story, but they're going to be nine and eight if they win the division. Yeah. So no interest in Peterson there. And I just think that, look, the Niners, and here's how I kind of price out in my head. The Niners are about minus 125 to run the slate and beat both the Raiders in Vegas and then beat, might be Trace McSorley, quarterbacking the Cardinals uh, in week 18 in San Francisco. So he's minus 125 to run the slate. That means he's minus 125 to end the season on a 10-game winning streak, including going 6-0 and with the last pick in the draft, who is the third quarterback who has started for this team. And I just think that that case is going to resonate with voters more than Nick Sirianni, who is, an, by all means, an incredible coach. And I think he's recognized as such, but he's also got this absolute superstar team. And he's gone 0-1 with his backup, while Kyle Shanahan has gone 6-0 and with Brock Purdy. And my theory, and I'd be interested for your thoughts on this, Brad, but my theory is that Shanahan will win this award if Jalen Hurts just starts this week. Because if Jalen Hurts comes back and clinches the one seed, then I think that deflects a little bit of credit away from Sirianni, who goes 0-1 without Hurts, and then goes 14-1 with him. And also, if they win this week, then they're going to rest everyone against the Giants. So there's a very good chance that they would get another loss. And if they lose this week and they have to play the Giants, well, then they've got their other loss. And then it's probably 14-3 and going against 13-4. and So I think Shanahan should be favorite in this market. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think that it's one of those lose-lose situations for Sirianni because if he, star- if he starts Jalen Hurts and they win, they're going to be like, well, it was all Jalen Hurts, not so much the coaching. And then if he does say start Jalen Hurts and then they lose, then they're going to be like, well, this coach couldn't get it done with the backup, just like you said uh, with Shanahan uh, being able to play his backups and being successful in doing so. Yep, I'm, I'm with you there. I think – the other name just to touch on is Brian Dayball, who has probably been written off a little prematurely. I think that the problem with Dayball is that if he like he has to win this week to win yeah. the award, clearly. If he loses the Colts, then he's done. So if they win this week, uh, then they're looking at 9-6-1, and one, and then they have nothing to play for, basically, in the last week against the Eagles. So that's just going to be a dead rubber game. So Dayball's case is going to be 9-6-1. and one, And I just think, you know, just nine wins – in meaningful games. I just, I don't think that that's going to be enough against Shanahan and Sirianni. Uh, there's, it's, I, I don't believe there's been a coach who has won with only nine wins. Maybe he gets to 10. It's pretty, um, generally it goes through higher uh, win teams. There have been some 10 and six winners, but I just think with the caliber of competition from Shanahan and Sirianni, that Dable will be hard pressed to win. And also I think that there might be another guy on that team who, uh, who wins an award, which, uh, which we're going to get to, but any interest in Brian Dable at uh, 17 to one on points bet? Well, Jay, my problem with Brian Dable isn't the fact of how many wins they're going to have. It's just when you compare him to the other coaches, like where does the, where do the style points come from? Um, You know, like where does Brian, when on the field do we see Brian Dable did so much great coaching that propelled him over the other teams? Or did he have these massive blowouts of, of really good teams? Like, like Kyle Shanahan embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed Tom Brady, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, or Sirianni is proving all the doubters wrong. It's probably going to win, could win the NFC. Like, Dable getting his team to the playoffs with nine wins, great, cool. 
but it's not any style points that I think is going to propel him. And at plus 1700, I, I honestly think he'd probably be wasting money. Yeah, I think so. I think I make Dable slightly longer than 17 to one. I think his case is just like, how are the Giants? Like this team was supposed <laughs> to be a debacle. And how is Daniel Jones playing at this level? Um, how have they gotten the offense to this level? But I do think that the Giants are actually maybe a little bit better than people are giving them credit for, particularly with uh, some of the improvements they've made defensively. Landon Collins has come in and he's been good. Kayvon Thibodeau has come in and been just a monster yes. um, recently, particularly that game on Sunday Night Football. So I just think that it doesn't usually go to coaches who take teams from really bad to solid and a wild card. It usually goes to uh, the biggest stories and the, you know, the top two, three seeds. So I do think that, uh, that Shanahan will win when all is said and done. Before we get into offensive rookie of the year, which is a mess, just a reminder, <laughs> if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen during bowl season and the Premier League. The Premier League, which is back, by the way, just the World Cup just ended like 10 minutes ago. Premier League is back. Arsenal already racking up further wins. There is also, <laughs> Brad, $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Steelers and Ravens in our Sunday Night 7 contest. All right. The outcome of Steelers and Ravens is probably going to be easier to guess than the outcome of Offensive (laughs) Rookie of the Year. Right now, PointsBet has the market. Garrett Wilson, the favorite, at minus 200, which I think is way too aggressive. Ken Walker, plus 450. Brock Purdy, plus 700. Christian Watson, who I think was on his way uh, on Christmas to getting right back in this race. Yeah. Rodgers was throwing him the ball every single play, but he goes out at halftime with the hip injury. We don't know his status for this week. So I think that Watson is probably done just by not being able to have that big game on Christmas because his stats are just so far behind. And then Brian Robinson and Chris Olave, who, I mean, I'd probably back Chris Olave at 60-1 to 1, just on the off chance he plays this week and has a monster game, but uh, he is very much a long shot. So I think it's, it's a three-horse race, realistically. Wilson, Walker, Purdy, who do you like, Brad? <laughs> Call me crazy, but I like Brock Purdy. All yes. these are media awards. They're stories. Brock Purdy, 4-0, straight up, 4-0 against the spread as Mr. Irrelevant. Plus 700. And the best thing for Brock Purdy is their schedule. They pretty much just have a cupcake schedule for the last two games. So I'd imagine they win both games because it's not like you're going to rest Brock Purdy. Like, who else are you going to start in those last two games, even if you do clinch or you don't clinch? And then for Garrett Wilson and Kenneth Walker, they're playing each other. Like, that's even better for a guy who's sitting in third because then basically I think one of those guys is going to eliminate themselves from contention because it's going to be hard if. Garrett Wilson has a monster game and Kenneth Walker doesn't or vice versa to realistically put the award over the other guy. So it leaves Brock Purdy sitting there at plus 700. Like, Jay, tell me this. You have a guy who was Mr. Irrelevant, a guy who even when he was coming out of college, scouts were saying he, he fails to throw the ball deep. We've seen a lot of deep shots to George Kittle. He fails to do any more than, than throw intermediate routes. He, he fails to be able to be a leader of his team which I totally disagreed with as a guy who loves college football um, and Purdy was a four-year starter. I, I thought that was all nonsense, but he's not only leading this team, he's keeping his guys in check and winning games, winning games convincingly. At plus 700, it's the, the price is too long not to want to take. Yep, I agree. I actually make Purdy the favorite in this market. I think he should be much shorter. I think he should be more like plus 175 range. I, I just think that he, the case with the 
the case for Purdy is that the field is so blah. It's so uninspiring, <laughs> particularly if the Jets and the Seahawks both miss the playoffs, which is likely, even though they play each other. So if they're both going to miss the playoffs, if Garrett Wilson is going to end up with potentially like less yards than Damian Pierce, who hasn't played the last <laughs> month of the season, right now Tyler Algier has more rushing yards than Ken Walker, and uh, the Seahawks are 7-8 and eight and in free fall. And so I just think that if all the candidates are just underwhelming, then Brock Purdy going 6-0 and uh, on a potential <laughs> two-seed, saving the 49ers season, keeping them relevant for the playoffs. And the thing is, too, is that just Purdy going 6-0 in a nutshell wasn't going to be enough for him to win because the defense yeah. is so good. But he's not winning these games 13-10. to 10. He's putting yeah, exactly. up 37 points. His PFF grade has gotten better every single week he's been a starter. He's doing real stuff. Like, he's not just checking down to McCaffrey or we thought it might be just check downs to Debo before Debo got hurt. Like, he's throwing it deep to George Kittle. He's making real throws. And I just think that the story of Brock Purdy, the legend of Brock Purdy, if he goes 6-0, and which is minus 125, then I think that he's probably going to win the award, which is insane. I do think the problem is, is that one of Walker and Wilson are going to win this week. And, yeah. and so it's going to eliminate the other most likely unless Garrett Wilson goes absolutely off in a loss. So that would be the concern is that one of those guys might get a bump, but at the same time, uh, I just think that Purdy, his story is, is going to, is going to overwhelm. Is there someone between Wilson and Walker that you think is the biggest threat to Purdy? Ah, oh, man, between Wilson and Walker, this was a tough one because I don't think Kenneth Walker wins this award if they miss the playoffs. But I do think Garrett Wilson can win the award while missing the playoffs only because of the fact of who he's had as quarterback. You know, he's gone through the carousel of, of having Flacco, of having Wilson, and now White. Um, so I'd probably pick him over, over Walker. I am a Walker ticket holder, but I want to say one thing too about Brock Purdy, and you know this is such a true statement, is like they want to give this award to a quarterback. Like, year after year, they want to give it to a quarterback. We, we saw Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. We've seen guys like that win these awards. Excuse me, uh, Odell Beckham. But ultimately, even you see the favorites to start the season, they're all quarterbacks because everyone believes a quarterback's going to win this award, and I wouldn't be shocked. But, yeah, I, I'd, pick, I'd pick Garrett Wilson over Kenneth Walker for sure. Yeah, I'm with you there. I just, Wilson has a bit more of a story. I think Kenneth Walker's had these injuries. He had a month where he kind of did nothing uh, on the ground outside of punching a couple of touchdowns. And I think that you you nailed it that Garrett, like Kenneth Walker cannot win unless the Seahawks make the playoffs, most likely, like, unless there's an extreme outlier. He goes off for 170 yards and two losses. Garrett Wilson can win if the Jets don't make the playoffs, if he has a good game against a really bad Seattle uh, pass defense. But I'm with you on Purdy. I think that I think people focus too much on the history of these awards across all sports. And the history of the awards is obviously relevant. It sets precedence. Those are things to follow. But you also have to be willing to depart from precedent when there is none. Because yeah. there's no precedent for a guy being Mr. Irrelevant going 6-0 and in a really weak field of candidates. So I don't care that there's no one who's won Offensive Rookie of the Year without playing 12 games or whatever because it's, it's, a, it's always a small sample size with these awards because the way that we evaluate players changes so quickly. Like we have so much yeah. more statistical data now than we did uh, 20 years ago when whoever was winning the awards. So... I think the Purdy is, is very live, and I think that a plus 700, I think that, that's an incredible price. All right, before we get to my favorite market, Brad, 
comeback player of the year. A reminder to download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867 in Louisiana. All right. Comeback player of the year. This market, as always, is a mess annually. Uh, last year, Joe Burrow came from nowhere. I think with two, three weeks to go in the season, he was about 10 to 1, that type of range. Ended the season as a dog to Dak Prescott and then beats him uh, with 28 of the 50 votes. This year, uh, Saquon was the heavy favorite earlier in the season. I think he got into minus 400. Then Geno Smith made his surge. Geno got all the way into close to minus 1,000. But Geno hasn't played well the past six weeks. The, the Seahawks have lost five out of six. Uh, and now all of a sudden, Saquon Barkley, who uh, on Friday morning last week was 20 to 1, 
is now plus 140 and the favorite. Gino is plus 190. Christian McCaffrey plus 275. And Jared Goff is plus 750. To me, those are the only four guys who can win the award. Derrick Henry is not going to win plus 7,500. He's probably not even going to play this week, yeah. I think. <laughs> what do you make of this market, Brad? First, I want to say thank you. Um, yes, I'm a guy who has your notifications on for Twitter. And if those who are watching, they do not have them on. You need to turn them on because when Jay something says something is mispriced, that means you need to go bet it. That's what we call positive expected value. And yes, I'm on Saquon Barkley. I think I got closer to plus uh, 1,800, but still not complaining. I do think okay. Saquon is is a favorite to win this award. Uh, people want to talk about the Colts run defense. Yeah, whatever. Uh, ninth PFF. I, I, DVOA has him as 12. But you saw Austin Eckler was able to punch it in twice. I mean, if if there, if Saquon Barkley can go ahead and just play football, I think that's all he has to do because he's, he's such a volume running back. He's so heavily used where all he has to do is play football. He's going to win this award. And then for Geno Smith, I said this, these wheels were falling off, and if Johnny BTV is listening, I told him while he was giddy about his Geno Smith ticket uh, a few weeks ago, I said, not so fast, my friend. Seattle doesn't have this walk in the park. And if they don't make the playoffs, and the Giants do, it's going to be trouble. And then unfortunately for every Geno Smith backer, they play one of the best pass defenses in the league this week in the Jets. So it's not like he has some home run where he's just going to throw a ton of yards and then Let's, let's finish the season, right, with the, with the Rams. If the Rams continue to get pressure like they did against the Denver Broncos, sacking Russell Wilson six times, I think Geno Smith's life's going to be crazy. He's going to be tough for him. Yep, I'm with you there. I think that Geno, the shine is coming off. And he was, like, he was incredible the first five weeks of the season. He was the number one uh, <laughs> quarterback by PFF grade first five weeks. And then from week six through 16, he's uh, 21st in PFF grade. And that... That team is is in free fall. The defense is no good. The offense is not close to what it was. Uh, and I just think that Saquon now is basically a 90% chance to make the playoffs. He just needs to win one of these last two games, be it against the Colts, where the market moved this morning from Giants <laughs> minus 3.5 to Giants minus 5.5. So the money line there is basically minus 225 um, for Saquon. To, to beat the Colts. And I think if, if Saquon just beats the Colts, minus 225, and has just the, his kind of average game, which is probably, I don't know, 80, 80, 85 rushing yards and a touchdown, what he did last week, then I think it's done unless Geno balls out and beats the Jets. And it's not just he has to beat the Jets, he has to play yeah. well against the Jets. And so the concern would be if you're a Saquon backer, and I think you still value it plus 140. I think it's, ba- it's basically a coin flip, him versus the field. I think the concern would be that Gino is playing the Jets, the team that drafted him. That it's like it's going to be narrative city if he plays well against the Jets. So he's not he's not done by any means. But that's a really good Jets defense. Mike White uh, is going to help uh, the guy he shares the stadium with in Saquon Barkley. I think because the difference between Zach Wilson and Mike White moved the line four points yesterday. So much more likely. Well, a bit more likely now that Seattle lose going up against Mike White. Um, Let's touch on Christian McCaffrey, who's plus 275. And I don't understand this price at all. I wouldn't be backing 15 to 1 McCaffrey. I don't know. What's, like, what's his comeback story? He's played half the season on the Panthers and didn't do anything. And now he's playing in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Uh, what do you make of McCaffrey? I think McCaffrey's just one of those, those bets that, you know, gamblers are like, man, this is such a great story. McCaffrey, you know, he was banged up. wasn't doing well. The Panthers to start the season and went and balled out for the 49ers. 
I don't see a clear pathway to victory for him. Like, I don't know. Like, because, like, I'm trying to find a, a realistic statistical backing for backing McCaffrey, especially at plus 275. Like, I don't see what he's come back more than Saquon Barkley. Um, and he's on a loaded offense, and he's with the coach of the year, possibly, which makes that seem so much smaller as him being the comeback player of the year. Um, he, he's, he has to do less, or he's required for less stress on the burden that he carries for his team. Um, so I don't, I don't have him in my market. I think I was interested in him in the story maybe like three weeks ago when he ran for like 100 yards, had 50 yards of, of passing yards, I mean, excuse me, receiving yards and like two touchdowns. Yeah, that was a great story, a great one-time situation where we kind of talk about it, but I don't have a realistic pathway for him to win this war. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I just don't see it. I don't see his case. Like the thing is, is that this is a very silly award, and it's about narrative and it's about story. And Saquon is the story of the Giants. Geno is the story of the Seahawks. Jared Goff is kind of the story of the Lions, along with Dan Campbell. Like yeah. McCaffrey's fourth on his team for <laughs> narrative. It's Bosa, Shanahan, and Purdy. Those are the faces of the Niners right now. Also, McCaffrey did nothing against the Commanders as well. And that was like, if he's going to start building momentum, like it kind of needed to happen already, I think. And so I just think that he's going to get compared to Saquon. Saquon's going to uh, just, is going to pretty handily beat him in rushing yards. And he's going to destroy him in narrative. Uh, so I just, I don't see the path for McCaffrey. I think that the only way that he could win is if the Giants lose out and collapse, if the Seahawks continue to lose and collapse, and if Jared Goff misses the playoffs then maybe McCaffrey. But all that happening is like we're getting well into 20 to one range at that point. So no bet for me on McCaffrey. Uh, I think that Jared Goff, who played really well against Carolina to his credit, but I think that loss probably sunk his case. Uh, Goff is also like he's, what's he really coming back from? Like he's coming (laughs) back from a what, a bad, like a bad year. And now they're, uh, yeah, now they're seven and eight. Like, great. It's not, it's not that compelling of a case. It would have been much more interesting, you know, if he was ending the season on a huge uh, winning streak to get into the playoffs. But I think that loss to Carolina probably sunk him. So I think that Barkley is is the ticket and uh, and Gino is uh, is the threat. Uh, any interest in Goff before we close off? <laughs> no, he needed to win that game. And I honestly wasn't that high on Goff where a lot of people were telling me. But, like, you can't – I don't think you can come back from being a bad quarterback. Like, he played football last year. It's not like he was just sitting – he was just bad quarterback playing bad football. Then, oh, now he's great. Maybe if this was the most improved award, but it's not. It's comeback player of the year. Yeah. I think that's going to hurt Gino a little bit too, where when his yeah. case was emphatic, it didn't really matter as much because everyone's like, oh, this is such an amazing story. But now that the shine is off a little bit, I think people will more focus on, well – What's he actually coming back from? He was never good in the first place. Whereas Saquon is so much cleaner of a case where Saquon is, you know, he's the rookie phenom. He's number two pick in the draft, rookie of the year. Looks like the next great running back and then tears his ACL and he's banged up all of last year. Basically a non-entity in the NFL for two years. And now he's come back. He's basically looks like the guy he was his rookie year leading his team to the playoffs. So, and also plays in the New York market, which, uh, which always helps in uh, these awards. Just ask, uh, ask Tom Thibodeau, uh, when he coached <laughs> the year over Monty Williams. Anyway, that does us uh, before we go a reminder for all you college football fans that want some last minute betting insight, tune into our NBC sports YouTube channel tomorrow at nine thirty Eastern as Vaughn Dalzell 
Brad Thomas and Eric Froton answer your questions prior to a full slate of bowl games this week. And also don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for those watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to rate and subscribe to us from Jay Croucher, Brad Thomas, Kyle Shanahan, Saquon Barkley and Brock Purdy. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you tomorrow. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.